Are you guys in First Corinthians yet? Yeah. I say first, I mean second. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians five seventeen says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I want you to say this when you say new. New creation. creation. Yeah. If anyone is in, now if it's a small word with a big meaning. Okay, you've got to be in Christ Jesus in order to experience this new life, in order to be a new creation. The Bible says that the old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. Old things are passed away, behold, all things have become new in Jesus Christ. Now turn with me in your Bible to Hebrews 12, verse 14. Hebrews 12, verse 14. We just read 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You're in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Hebrews 12, verse 14 says this. says, strive for peace with everyone. Strive for peace with everyone. And for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Strive for peace with everyone and for holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Now let me ask you a question. Are you at peace with everybody in your life? Probably not. Okay. The Bible though tells us that we are to strive. Now that word strive is an interesting word. It means to battle for, to fight for, to contend for, to strive for peace with everyone. And holiness without which no one will see God. In other words, it's telling us two things. Be holy. In other words, be in good relationship with God. And secondly, be at peace with other people. If you have those two things in order, then you're going to see God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word tonight. God, we thank you that your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, that God, you would speak to us through this word, through the Holy Scriptures. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Last week we talked about renewed faith. We talked about how you can have your faith renewed in God. And we believe that God didn't create those things that are happening in our economy around the world, but God is using those things to get our attention. When He gets our attention, we have to respond. And we talked about that last week. But I want to talk this week about renewed relationships. To be at peace with everyone, not just some of the people in your life, not just with your wife, not just with your kids, not just with your employer, but the Bible says to be at peace with with everyone in your life. And I want to talk to you about that tonight. I came across this and I want to read it. It says, a woman bought a parrot for a pet. Anybody have any pet parrots? No? Good. I like those squeaky birds. A woman bought a parrot for a pet. All, all the parrot did was treat her bad. It insulted her. And every time she tried to pick it up, it would peck at her own. One day, she got fed up with the parrot. And as it was insulting her, she picked it up. It continued with insults. You're ugly. I can't stand you. And it pecked her arm as she carried it. She opened the freezer door and threw him in and closed the door. From inside, the parrot was still going on for about five seconds. You're ugly. I can't stand you. I hate you. Then it suddenly got quiet. She thought, oh no, I killed the parrot. She opened the door and the parrot just looked at her. Just like that. She picked it up. Then the parrot said, I'm very sorry. I apologize. Will you forgive me for my bad behavior? I promise. I promise you there will be no more of that. From now on, I will be respectful and an obedient parrot. Well, okay, she said. Apology accepted. The parrot said, thank you. Then said, can I ask you a question? She said, okay, what is it? And the parrot looked in the freezer, looked in the freezer and asked, what does a chicken do? <laughs> 
Why did the chicken skip? Get it? The chicken is frozen. What did the chicken do? <laughs> I've realized something that a lot of us treat relationships like that. We don't want to confront the issue. We don't want to confront what it is that's causing anger in our life. Or we don't want to confront the person that's, that's causing us to be bitter about something. Or, or maybe there's an issue between you and somebody else. And what you would rather do is just throw them in the freezer with the chicken. Are you with me? Amen. Rather than talk to the person, rather than confront the issue, rather than have that relationship renewed, we would rather just shove it in the closet, shove it in the freezer, and not have, have anything to do with it anymore. But can I tell you something tonight? Those relationships that you have in your life will never be renewed. You will never be at peace with everyone until you confront that issue, until you confront that person, and there's a way to do it. All of us in here tonight, we probably have a relationship that we can think about off the top of our head, whether it's a dad, whether it's a mom, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a child, maybe it's, maybe it's a boss, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's a former church, maybe it's, maybe it's a co-worker, but there's somebody in your life that you know right now as you sit here. You know that there's a relationship that needs to be renewed. You know there's somebody you need to go talk to. And as we talk tonight, I want to encourage you to think about that person and think about how you can renew that relationship and not just throw them in the freezer with the chicken. Be with me tonight. The only way to renew a relationship, very simply, is this. And, and it, it comes down to probably the five hardest words you'll ever say. And, and they're in the English vocabulary. Here they are. It says, will you please forgive me? Has anybody ever had to say those words before? of us. Will you forgive me? Probably the five hardest words that will ever come out of your, your mouth, the next five are, yes, I will forgive you. Okay? It's one thing to ask for forgiveness, and now that's really hard to do, at least I'm, I'm working on it. But it's another thing when someone's wrong you to receive forgiveness. Just get married, you'll find out. Somebody caught it. Will you forgive me? Let me give you the definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness, this is the biblical definition of forgiveness. It's pardon. Involving restoration of a broken relationship. In other words, the only way to renew a relationship is with forgiveness. Ceasing to feel resentment for wrongs and offenses. Ceasing to feel resentment for wrongs and offenses. This is forgiveness. How many of you guys celebrated Valentine's Day yesterday? Even the single people did. I'll tell you right now, I went online and I was looking for some things to do for my wife because I was trying to be creative and so we did like a four hour day at the spa. It was awesome. Yes, I have a little bit of a selfish motive, but we had a good time. And I was looking online. Can I tell you this? I found actually more single parties for Valentine's Day than I did couples parties. There were actually whole restaurants that devoted their whole entire like course just for singles. It was amazing. But we had a good time. We celebrated Valentine's Day. We had to say this, that if there is like a, if there's a break in the relationship, just taking somebody out to dinner ain't going to help. Just buying them flowers one day a year ain't going to help. Something has to happen. There's got to be something called a conversation that needs to take place. Okay? I mean, here we are talking about renewed relationships, and it, it might be kind of an anomaly, really, because when you look around society as a whole, relationships by and large are having an issue. What do I mean by that? I mean this, that we don't know how to communicate with one another anymore. Why? Because we, we, we sit there and we just... <laughs> sure. 
We don't know how to have a face-to-face conversation with people anymore. I'll prove it to you. Just walk into just walk into a coffee shop, okay? There can be 15 friends all sitting there. All of them will have their laptops or their phones pulled out. None of them will be talking, and they'll be talking to somebody else that's not even in the in the room. The crazy thing is this: then they go home and then they jump online and chat with all the people that were just sitting with at the coffee shop. Am I right or am I right? We don't know how to have face-to-face encounters anymore. Now, we've become really good with our thumbs, all right? Our fingers, you know, typing, whatever, MySpacing, Facebooking, whatever it is we do. And we're good, but there's a problem with that because what happens is you begin to paint an image of somebody you're really not. We can't talk too deep on that one tonight, but... And so relationships as a whole, I, I, I call it this, I call it we've created social retardation. To the point where those that hang out with me enough know that if I walk in a room and I see a texting, I'll just be like, social retard. I mean, people will be like, there'll be someone sitting across the room and they'll be like, hey, you want to leave now? And I'd rather just say, hey, it's time to go, you want to go? It's awesome. I've done it before, so I'm guilty. Hey, hey, this party sucks, let's leave, huh? Renewed relationships. How do you renew a relationship? Very simply, you need time, but more than time, you need to have a face-to-face encounter with somebody. And there's got to be forgiveness involved in order for that relationship to be renewed. Okay? It, it, it doesn't it just go away if you ignore it. How many people out there ignore those? How many, how many people out there are like the lady that threw the parrot in the freezer? Be honest. Yeah. It is, I'm just going to be really cold with that, Frank. You're just not going to give him the time of day, you know? Okay, there's just people like that. But ignoring it isn't going to make it go away. You've got to confront it. And it's just not going to magically fix itself either. Now, those that know me well enough know that I will go absolutely crazy if if I know that there's an issue between me and somebody else. Like, I I can't just sit there and let it be there. And this drives people nuts because, like, I'll offend somebody, and the first I'll be right in their face asking for forgiveness, like, five seconds later. They, they just want to be ticked off me for a little while. They just, they just want the pleasure of being ticked off. How many of you guys want that pleasure every now and then? How many of you guys enjoy that? Just give me five minutes to be really ticked off at you, okay? Just don't ask for forgiveness. Don't get in my face. Give me my space. Let me be ticked off for five minutes, okay? That's not me. If I take you off, I'm, like, right there. I'm, like, washing your feet, you know? Please, now. Especially when it comes to my wife, I cannot handle it. I cannot, I, you know, it's, and, and if you've been married, you probably have this happen, but you know, you like, you go into bed, you put on the covers, you're just laying there, and deep down inside, I'm just waiting for her to actually ask for forgiveness. <laughs> hour goes by, two hours go by, I'm like, fine, okay, I can't handle it any longer. And I thought, you know, she's probably already asleep, she's totally fine, I'm like, are you kidding me, you know? I have to get those things dealt with because in my life, they don't just magically disappear. I have to confront them. I have to deal with them. Here's some times when forgiveness is needed, okay? And I'm sure that we'll, we'll fit into one of these categories. Number one, you need forgiveness when someone has wronged you. How many of you guys have been wronged before? Okay, the addressing not making hand of the one that's wronging everybody. Sorry. Okay. So some of us have been wrong before, we've been hurt, we've been offended, you know, that someone's ticked you off, okay? And forgiveness needs to take place there, okay? And then there's also when you've wronged somebody else. I'm the master of this. I've mastered this art. I am the master. Pastors, honestly, are the best at wronging people. It's awesome. But because of that, I've also mastered the gift of, will you please forgive me? Okay. But there's also another time, and this is probably the hardest one right here. When someone else is just flat out wrong. 
you haven't wronged them, but they're just wrong, and they've actually wronged you. But there's no way they're ever going to ask for forgiveness. But now what's happened is, is you've actually got bitterness in your heart towards that person. So now you're wrong. And it really ticks you off because you know that you're bitter towards the person, you know that you're angry at the person, and if you let it just sit there, it just kind of builds and grows and grows and grows and grows, and you know that they're completely in the wrong. They wronged you. I don't want to offend them. I have this happen to me. I had this happen at a job that I, I gave six years of my life to. And man, I, I served that job faithfully. And, and when, when I left and went on to do something else, all of a sudden I caught rumors of stuff that I was trying to destroy the company and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, hold on a second. I didn't try to destroy nothing. I served faithfully. Okay? And they were completely wrong. They spread rumors about us. They lied about us. Can you believe it? Yeah, me. They lied about me. Unbelievable. And I heard about this from some friends, and now friends weren't even friends with them anymore because they were starting to believe the lie. And I'm just like, what in the world? But now what began to happen is I began to get bitter. And so literally this, this thing was going on for like three months. Now I'm ticked off at everybody that's a part of that company. If you even say that company's name around me, I want to kick you really hard, you know. I, I, got, I got anger issues coming on now. I'm just like, I'm like, man, I hate the world. Just kidding. But I was literally, I had bitterness going on, man. And so finally, God confronted me and said, you're wrong. I said, no, no, God, they're wrong. He said, no, you're wrong. I said, no, God, they're wrong. You don't stop it. God, you're going to be wrong in a second. <laughs> I'm sure I'm the only one that's had that conversation. And, and so God confronted me on the issue. And so I had, this is what I did. And, I, I, and so I, I, I sat down and I typed up an email and I sent it off to the CEO of that company. And I said, look, I need to ask you to forgive me. I've been wrong with the way I've been handling this. And will you just please forgive me on my attitude? And if you want, you can read this to the whole entire company and, and tell them I'm asking for forgiveness. So sure enough, they did. <laughs> and they sat there. And I, I caught wind of this too. And they sat there. And said, I'd like to read this to everybody. And I want to prove to you how wrong Ben is. And, and he's asked for forgiveness. And, and now I've, I have to deal with bitterness again. <laughs> it's just an ongoing cycle in my life. It's great. <laughs> but can I just tell you something? That was the hardest thing to do. I did nothing wrong in the middle of this whole thing. I just went on my merry way and all of a sudden I heard rumors. But then I allowed that bitterness. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a time when you need to ask for forgiveness. Are you with me tonight? Why ask for forgiveness? Let me read these quotes to you. When you hold resentment towards another, you are bound to that person and conditioned by an emotional link that is very strong. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and to get free. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that you were that prisoner. To forgive is to set the prisoner free and to discover that you were actually that, that prisoner. The Bible makes this principle very clear in Luke 11, 1, but it talks about, you know, prayer. It talks about the Lord's Prayer. And it says, it comes to these lines and it says, Forgive me of my trespasses or my sins as I also forgive others of theirs. In other words, they're linked. Just as I'm forgiving others, God forgive me. Now that'll put a new light on it, won't it? Just as I forgave that person that ticked me off the other day, God forgive me as well. Or in other words, if you haven't felt forgiveness in your life from God, maybe it's because there's some forgiving you need to do and you need to let go of some things. Are you with me tonight? 
Matthew also makes this principle very clear. Matthew 23, 35. And for time's sake, we won't read it, but I want to encourage you to jot it down and, and read it later. But Matthew 23, 35 paints a picture of a, of a servant that owes his master some money. And he comes and he pleads for forgiveness. He says, man, will you just forgive this debt? I don't have the money to pay it. And the master says, you know what? Yeah, it's forgiven. Just go, go about your way. And all the other people took notice of this and said, wow, that's a forgiving master, man. He let his debt go. But then later on, that same servant that got forgiven, he's found demanding money from someone that owes him money. And he's so ruthless about it that the, the other master catches wind of it and says, this isn't right. Wait a second, I forgave him his debt. He should go forgive other people's their debt. And it says this, and it says, take that guy and have him bound and have him tormented until he's able to pay me back. And then the very last scripture says, so it will be for those that don't forgive others. Powerful scripture. In other words, if you don't forgive other people, you're not trapping them. You're only trapping yourself. Are you with me tonight? Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in that. I want to know how to renew relationships. I want to know how to renew these relationships. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 14, read it tonight. Strive for peace with everybody. Strive for, are you striving to renew relationships in your life? Is there somebody you can think about right now? Father, mother, friend, whoever it is that you know you need to renew that relationship with. How do we renew these relationships? I want you to turn your Bibles tonight to Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 11. One thing you're going to discover here very quickly at Urban is that everything we do is founded right here in the Bible. We're not going to give you our opinions. We're not going to give you something that worked, you know, in my life back here. Okay? We're going to go straight to the Bible and give you what the Bible says. And I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse 1 through 11. We're going to pull some principles out of here tonight on how you can renew your relationships. Philippians 2, starting in verse 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Verse 6. Who though he was in the form of God, did not count it equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at that name, of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. How to walk in forgiveness. How to strive to be at peace with everyone. I want to look at the life of Jesus and I want to look at Philippians chapter 2 uh, because the Bible says that we have a look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured cross. And so let's look at the life of Jesus and let's just pull some principles real quickly how to walk in forgiveness. Number one, if you're a note taker, maybe you're just making a mental note. Number one, how do you walk in forgiveness? Number one, take it to the cross. Wow, that's, that's deep. Yeah, it might not be that deep, but you know what? It's a forgotten art. As Christians, as believers, if you call yourself a Christ follower, 
if you become a Christ follower, everything that you do from that point must filter through the cross. You've got to go to the cross. The only way that you'll be able to renew a relationship and walk in forgiveness is, number one, is realize how much Jesus has forgiven you. How much love Jesus has given you and you take it to the cross. And when you get to the cross, this is the question you ask. Are you ready? Ask this question. Is the relationship worth renewing? Is the relationship worth renewing? Is the relationship with your father worth renewing? Is the relationship with your mom worth renewing? Is the relationship with your wife worth renewing? Is the relationship with your co-worker, your boss, whatever? And let me just tell you this. If the answer is no, then you have to take it to the cross. If you come to the conclusion that no, it's not worth renewing, then you have to take it to the cross. You say, why, why do I say that? Because it was at that cross where Jesus didn't just die for someone. He died for everyone. Are you with me tonight? And the Bible doesn't say to strive to be at peace with a couple of people that you like. It says to strive to be at peace with everyone. So in other words, you have to stay at that cross until you come to the conclusion that this is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. But it's worth renewing this relationship. Are you with me tonight? Take it to the cross. Realize that Jesus died for everyone. Right now, Hebrews 12, you can look at it later, but that's when we looked at Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, and the joy that was set for him, he endured the cross. Will it be painful? Yeah, it might be painful to go and renew that relationship. But is it worth it? Yeah, it is. Because it says in Hebrews 12, 14, to strive to be at peace with everyone. Number two, how to walk in forgiveness. Number one, you take it to the cross. Number two, humble yourself. Humble your South. The Bible says right here in Philippians that, that we're, to, we're to, 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 to look at others or view others more highly than we view ourselves. Says, don't view yourself more highly than you ought to. But it says, have the same mind that Christ Jesus did. What was the mind? He humbled himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. In other words, you and I have to have a mind of humility, a heart of humility. And you can see this when people ask. Now let me, let me ask you this. How many of you guys have ever had somebody ask forgiveness this way? Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Don't you love that? Thank you, God. Let's have a few doctors. You just know what this is. You're either going to get brain or something bad happening. Can I talk to you for a minute? Just tell me. Um, you know, what you said to me the other day about my hair and how it was ugly really picked me off. Because I, I happen to pay a lot of money for my haircut, and you know, I work hard on my hair, and you know, you, you know how expensive the, the hair product is that, that I buy? Okay, so I picked a bad one. <laughs> and you know what? The way, the way you said that in front of everybody, and the way you made fun of my hair, you know what? That really ticked me off, and, and because of that, now I'm bitter. Will you forgive me for being bitter? <laughs> Have you ever had that one before? Oh, I just want to punch you in the face now. That's over here, you know? When you go and humble yourself and ask for forgiveness, that is not the way to ask for forgiveness. Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? I just want you to know that you were a little jerk yesterday. And, uh, you know, I, I really don't like jerks that much, and you're one of them. And, uh, <laughs> but because you were such a jerk, um, now I, I have to ask for forgiveness because you caused me to be bitter. That's, that's not the way you ask for forgiveness, okay? Here's, here's, here's humility. And you know what? I need you to ask you to forgive me. I've had a wrong attitude towards you. 
ี่ประโยชน์ในการรับรองงานที่ควรจะแต่ก็ยังพอจะเป็นคนที่ถูกเชื่อ But think about it this way Jesus Jesus didn't come and say Hey you know what I I'm going to die on the cross because you know what you're too stupid um, and you spend a lot and I mean you shouldn't look for you know remember all those magazines you got volume one remember volume one volume two yeah you got like 37 volumes remember all those here let me pull them out right now here they are see this is what I'm dying on the cross for right here okay he didn't do that he freely gave of his life. He, he humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now think about it. What, how, when he did that, what happened? He overcame the devil. When you humble yourself and you don't bring up the past, you just humble yourself and you say, you know what? Please forgive me. I've got a wrong attitude. You know what that is? That's you know. You know what that does? It defeats the devil. And it begins to renew that relationship. Are you with me tonight? Number one, you've got to take it to the cross. Number two, you've got to humble yourself. Let me just give you a heads up. You better do it daily. That's why the Bible says, you know, and it's a daily prayer. Forgive me today my sins. I also forgive all those stupid people that take me off. Forgive. How am I going to do that daily? How am I going to humble myself daily? The Bible says in Hebrews 4 to approach the throne of mercy and grace that you might have grace and you might have it to come and eat. So daily I humble myself. It's a daily thing. So man, I can just walk in forgiveness. Number one, take it to the cross. Number two, humble yourself. Number three, be the first to go. Be the first one to go to ask for forgiveness. Uh, that goes against everything I know, but just be the first one to go. Don't wait, because I'm telling you right now, like, like I said, I'm one of those people, and this is what I've learned, okay, and I'm trying not to use it like for a negative, but I've learned that if I quickly ask for forgiveness, it actually takes the person off. <laughs> so yes, there's a part of me that doesn't ever want to take the person off more. I'm working on it, okay? Alright, I'm not perfect. Pursuing perfection. But be the first one to go. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, man, if you know, the Bible says be angry and sin not. So, you know, get kicked off. But don't let the sun go down on anger. You better find that person. Ask for forgiveness. Say, look, you know, will you forgive me? Whatever it is, do not let the sun go down. Be the first to go. Now, think about this. I, I went to this conference one time, and the whole theme of the conference was this. It was givers gain, takers lose. If I give, I gain. If I try to take, I always lose. Biblical principle. Give, it will be given unto you. But I, I've applied this principle in my life that if I would give forgiveness first, I actually gain. Rather than wanting, just rather than sitting there waiting for my wife to ask. I actually did this one time. I was so ticked off and I always felt like I was the one asking for forgiveness. And we had this conversation about a month ago. And I just told her flat out, you know what, I just feel like I'm the one asking for forgiveness. It was a great conversation we had. <laughs> and you have to have those when you're married and work a lot, you know? I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm the one who's asking for forgiveness. Well, because you need to. I'm like, oh! <laughs> that went down here real quick. And we had this conversation, but I got so convicted. That's what God reminded me. Hey, look, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, wait for you to ask me to forgive me for I died on the cross for you. The Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. I don't know about you, but I'm really glad that Jesus didn't wait. Aren't you glad? And Jesus, no, he, he came to cover a multitude of sins. Be the first to go. Number one, take it to the cross. Number two, 
Humble yourself. Number three, be the first to go. And you will win. You will win. Now think about it. What if all of us had that mentality? What if all of us, the minute we pick somebody up, what if we do? What if we all had that giving mentality? I don't know. Seems like it would be a better place. But number four. I could be wrong. Number four. Start today. Now, if you're like me, you sit in places like this and you hear a message, you're like, no, okay, it's a good message. Right? It's a good message. Appreciate that. Uh, but you sit there and you think, you know what, I really need to work on that tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I should, I should really know what. I'm going to really exercise myself towards God and it's using those principles next week sometimes. <laughs> Am I the only one like that? Yeah, no, that's great. You know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to filter that. Let that God just filter that through my mind. I'm just going to sleep on that one. <laughs> Maybe fast for 21 days and just see if that's really what God is speaking to me. It's in the Bible. He's speaking to me. Start today. Start right now. Right now, I know I know that I have people. As I was preparing this message, I was like, I can't preach it until I until I call this person and say, Hey, you were wrong, but no. <laughs> and then you know, I mean, I probably picked out seven people just setting up tonight. So I was like, Hey, look, before I, before I preach this message, please forgive me. Start today. Number one, you, you've got to take it to the cross. Number two, humble yourself. Number three, be the first to go. Number four, start today. Don't let the sun go down. Don't go home tonight and think about, man, I need to call this person, this person, that person, that person. While the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now, say, you need to renew that relationship with your dad. You need to renew that relationship with your mom. You need to renew that relationship with your coworker, with your pastor, whoever it is. Do it right then when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Why? Because if we wait till tomorrow, we all know that tomorrow never comes. So you've got to do it right now. That's, that's why I've gotten to this point where I'm just going to do it right now because... And here's the thing, if you, if you don't do it right now, if you don't take care of it, if you don't ask for forgiveness, maybe, maybe you're here and you've, you've been in a relational conflict, and maybe, maybe you were married at one point, or maybe it's uh, maybe engaged, or maybe just dating or whatever, but there was a relational conflict. If you never take care of that, it'll carry over in your next relationship. And if you sit on it and you let it go, you might think, well, okay, it's, it's fine, it's taken care of, but also one day you'll open up that freezer and there's the parent, there's the chicken. <laughs> Are you with me? We try, to, we try to hide it and conceal it. But one day it'll be opened up. And if you don't take care of it today, if you don't take care of it now, it'll get worse in the future. But not only that, if you do not forgive and let things go, how can God forgive you? That's what the Bible says. Not only will it carry over, but it literally says that how is God going to forgive you? You've got to let it go. Don't wait till tomorrow. Right now, I believe there are some people in here that you need to release some things. There are people that you need to ask for forgiveness. But, but it was their fault. No, 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 no. It might have been their fault. But it's caused an emotion inside of you. It's caused you to have that emotion. Anger, resentment, bitterness. You've got to go 
and you've got to look that person in the eye. Well, I can't. They're, 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 they're 100 miles away. Well, you've got to pick up the phone. Don't text. Don't email. Don't be a social retarder. Pick up the phone. Let them hear your voice. Say, will you please forgive me? Who is in your life? Some of you here tonight maybe need to get right with God. But I believe this, the way you're going to get right with God is by getting right with somebody in your life. Who is it tonight? Is it your dad or your mom? Is it your spouse? Is it your dad? your pastor? Who is it tonight? God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that your word is living and active and sharper than any good in soul. God, I thank you that your word is real. Thank you that it's relevant, and I thank you that it's speaking to every person in this place. Just want you to do me a favor. Close your eyes, right now. And as I pray this last part of the prayer, I want you to think about who it is in your life that you know you need to go and ask for forgiveness. Think about who it is in your life that that relationship needs to be renewed. Take it to the cross. Is the relationship worth renewing? The answer is no, stay at the cross until you hear the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Say, look, you've got to get it right.